Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howell. And this is Joyce by Chance. We're going to talk all things movies, television, streaming, all that good stuff. And this week, uh, it is another entry into Blockbuster Summer. We are month July. We're talking about Blockbusters in the 2000s. And you guys decided to give us Shrek. This is a combination of Twitter and our Facebook page, which we're going to be probably going to be doing from now on because we do get a ton, a ton of votes that way. Yeah, a little uh, little dull there on Facebook. We gotta we gotta step up our Facebook game. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but you know, it's all right. We're, 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 yeah, we're, all, all good. All good. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna talk about Shrek later. But right now, we have a whole bunch of other things to talk about. First of which is our weekly trailer talk. Got a lot to discuss today. First of which is the second trailer for Demonic. Didn't talk about the first one. Some, somehow just slipped my mind. Um, talking about this because I didn't realize this was a new Neil Blomkamp movie. Like District mm-hmm. 9 Zone, Neil Blomkamp. So, yeah. This is him making another movie. He hasn't, hasn't made a movie in almost six years. Yeah, hasn't made one since Chappie. Uh, and this is, a mo- this is a movie about a woman who she has a relationship with a relationship with her mom, but somehow she goes crazy, and now she has to use uh, a simulation to try and talk to her and see you know, why all this shit happened. Uh, featuring nobody worth mentioning. I think Charlotte Copley might be in it if... if be weird if he wasn't just because he's been in every single Neil Blomkamp movie. Um, but Russell, what do you think of the trailer for uh, Demonic? I, mean, I liked it. I mean, it, it was it's kind of a cool concept. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how they you know utilize that on on the screen. It's something different though. It, it does look scary. Yeah, it looks interesting. I think this is kind of you know Neil he, like he, he he was huge after the District Nine. And, you know, Elysium wasn't as good. People will give you another chance. Chappie was the one where you're just like, okay, now fuck off. You need to get back, get back to what you're good at. And maybe this is the return to form for Blumkamp that he really needs. Uh, set for release on August 20th, uh, 2021. Next year we're talking about something that feels more your speed. Well, you know, we'll get to that in a second. First, of, first we're going to be talking about Vacation Friends. Vacation <laughs> Friends is... A movie that I feel like we don't see very often anymore. Where just like, hey, get two funny people, put them in a movie, done, boom, don't worry yeah. about it. Uh, this is a movie that features uh, Laurel Howery and John Cena. Uh, Laurel Howery and his fiance are getting married, and then they get you know caught up with two people they met in Mexico. Who, you know, probably not the person you probably not the kind of people you want around during your wedding. But like I said, like I don't think we've seen a comedy like where just like you know put two funny people together to see what happens since what, what get hard. Yeah, yeah, we're really trying to sell it just on the two, on the two names. But uh, what do you think of the trailer for Vacation Friends? I, I thought it was hilarious. Um, I think John Cena really shows that he's a really good comedic actor. I think he's really stuck to that ever since Blockers. Obviously, I think he just really has that comedic presence. Um, it looks hilarious. So I, the minute I the first couple of minutes of it, especially with the uh, uh, the margaritas with the the oh the salted uh, no that's not salt that's cocaine. Loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Looks good. Yeah, I, I, th- I thought it looked really funny. Um, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know how the movie, how the movie's going to be, but the trailer itself I think is funny. And John, John Cena, all, all I had to like make like making gay jokes in movies. Like seriously, block, yeah. blockers, blockers, Suicide Squad, this. <laughs> Didn't he do that? No, no, I was going to say, no, not in Trainwreck. No, not in Trainwreck. He was aggressively straight in Trainwreck. Yes, yes. Too straight. Yeah, but. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, this is set for a release on August twenty seventh, twenty twenty one. Going straight to Hulu. This is because it's a Fox movie. I wonder what else is actually shot. Oh no, shit! So apparently, like Chris Pratt and Anna Faris were originally supposed to be in this movie. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. This movie's been for a long time. Chris Pratt and Anna Faris were supposed to be in it. Then Ice Cube came. Ice Cube came in to replace Chris Pratt. Don't know how that happens. Uh, yes, okay. this was shot over. Uh, this was, yeah, this was shot over uh, COVID, so it was, it was supposed to come out, probably supposed to come out last year, but you know, COVID halted production, so they didn't film, didn't film it in time. So yeah, now going straight to Hulu. <laughs> uh, next trailer we're talking about. This one I feel is more your speed. Uh, Jackass Forever. <laughs> this is the trailer for the fir- the fourth and probably final Jackass film. I mean, these guys are getting near their fifties. I mean. Johnny Knoxville's, I think he's exactly 50 right now. Yeah. Steve, Steve O's almost 50. Pontius is, Pontius is almost 50. 
Uh, I think every, yeah, everyone is getting again a little too old to be doing this shit. Um, but but they got together for one last time, and yeah, about all the all the jackass hilarity you would expect. Um, yeah, Russell, what did you think? Uh, what what did you think about the? What did you think about the first trailer for Jackass Forever? I mean, I obviously loved it because I mean I grew up watching Jackass, so this is anytime I can watch these guys do the stupid shit, it's pretty hilarious. Um, and it ends in a perfect way, having the one dude what with the honey and stuff on him, the ba- and the them opening the, the door for a bear. Eats. Yeah, it looks it looks funny though. I'm on board. Uh, I wish this was released a little sooner. There's a little bit of gap in between three and this one, uh, like a lot. I think over what close to I have to say damn near over ten years. Yeah, yeah over ten years. Jackass 3D was 2010. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but I mean, I'm on board. It looks funny. I mean, it's gonna be stupid funny, and that's what you go to go see these films for. So yeah. I like that they brought Eric Andre in because he's basically like the kind of the new the new Jackass. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think look if, if you if you like Jackass, this is like right up your alley. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the so, stupid shit they do. Yeah, uh, but I, I mean, a lot of business in the show did make me laugh. Uh, set oh, for yeah. a release on October twenty second, twenty twenty one. Next show we're talking about is for *Malignant*. So *Malignant* is the latest film by James Wan, uh, directing. Uh, he hasn't uh, hasn't directed a horror movie since *What Conjuring 2*. I think that was his last one. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this, is, this is the newest film from him. And it basically it's about a woman who is somehow linked to these, uh, she's linked to these like murders that keep happening around her, and it's also linked to some imaginary friend she had when she was when she when she was younger. Uh, this is yeah, a lot plot detail for this will kept really under wraps. Uh, stars Annabelle Wallace, who I feel like it's just an apology for having her star in Annabelle. <laughs> which he did produce. It was like, like I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll give you something else. So, but your name was Annabelle. You were perfect. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Russell, what do you think of the first trailer for uh, Malignant? I liked it. It definitely had that one vibe, that really dark vibe. Um, yeah, and like we're getting a lot of a lot of more uh, horror films, which I kind of like. But yeah, this one looks dark, and uh, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it looks interesting. I, I like that this is like this feel like all James Wan and, and yeah again James Wan guy yeah, I haven't seen we haven't seen him make an original horror movie since The Conjuring and seen yeah then that, dolls, the and that took off and became its own thing yeah yeah so we almost see what happens with Malignant but either way I'm, I'm, I like James Wan as a director I'm always looking forward to what he does and this is set for a release on September 10th 2021 uh, next show we're talking about is for this would be the big show we get if it wasn't for the, the other one we have The Last Duel so the last duel is a is, is an upcoming Ridley Scott movie. One of two he's got coming out next year because this one was delayed because of COVID. Uh, so it's Ridley Scott. You have Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, who both co-wrote the script. First yep. time they got a screenwriting credit together since Good Will Hunting. And it's basically about uh, the last sanctioned duel in France. Uh and basically about a woman who you know, who basically accuses her friend of doing you know not not nice things to her, and so the husband challenges the squire played by Adam Driver to a duel. Again, featured a cast of a astounding cast of French actors, including Matt Damon, Adam Driver, Jodie Comer, <laughs> Ben Affleck. Yeah. None. No one even attempting to sound French. It's like you get you get the picture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yuck, yuck. <laughs> Look, we're, we're gonna say we're in France. You're gonna understand it. It's fine. Just don't, yeah. don't worry about it. <laughs> from, from the from the Boston sector of France. <laughs> yeah, the Bean Town section of France. But uh, yeah, set for a release on uh, October fifteenth, twenty twenty one. I think this looks awesome. I do too. Yeah. Anytime you put those guys together, man, especially an added driver between, you know, Affleck and Damon. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this one. This should be good. And Ridley Scott obviously has an eye for the. He likes that uh, 15th, 16th century. He likes that older stuff, like gladiatorial yes. type stuff. And you know, I mean, whatever. It works. 1492 Conquest of Paradise. Yeah, but he really really gravitates towards that. I have noticed. He does, and Ridley Scott, man, he's like he's a dude, he's a dude that works. Like, like I said. One of two films that's coming out next year. This one, House of Gucci. 
uh, both of which star Adam Driver. Um, but yeah, I think I think this looks fantastic. I'm so excited to watch it. I think Ben Affleck's hair is and Matt Damon's look is interesting. <laughs> yeah, like, for sure. Like, I had to like do dirty. a double take for a second. Get, like, wait, that's Affleck? Dirty, we get dirty truck stop Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? That's not Matt Damon. Yeah, or that's not Ben Affleck. Uh, ben, I don't uh, believe you. The blonde Ben Affleck. I was like, what? We haven't seen that since, like, what? Like, what? Not, not even, like, that's been a while since we've seen the blonde tipped. Yeah, but yeah. I, 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 I go back to, what, like, like, 1998? <laughs> it's been a while since we've seen, like, a blonde Ben Affleck. Like Armageddon. Yeah. Armageddon, Ben Affleck. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I think it looks fantastic. I'm excited to see yeah. it. I'm excited to finally see. It. I was really looking forward to it last year. Then you know, last year happened, but now we're getting it this year. Uh, so now it's set for release on October 15th, 2021. Pr- probably looking to be a massive Oscar contender for good reason. When you put that much yeah. prestige into a movie, it's gonna it's gonna get some attention. And the last year we're talking about for I'm, this is the last because why wouldn't it be? I'm looking forward to this more than anything else this year. Uh, well, almost. Uh, it's the second trailer for Dune. Haven't had a trailer for this movie since, I think, around this time last year when Tenet was in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that teaser trailer, that, like, that, like, I, I call it almost a teaser trailer because we've seen it for so long. Yeah, right. Uh, so, yeah, this is another adaptation of Frank Herbert's Dune, and basically takes place in a world, like, like if, you, if you've seen the original, do you know the story? It takes place in a world where the whole thing is spice, the Atreides get a planet, not really all they, all they hoped for, probably, and really a bum deal on their part. And really up to Paul to Paul Atreides, played by Timothy Chalamet, to you know, kind of restore you know restore order and you know, kind of save save the world from the evil Harkonnens. We've talked about this movie a lot. You already know. You already know what it is. You got Timothy Chalamet, Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, Dave Bautista, uh, fucking Jason Momoa, Javier Bardem. So many people get the evil and at the helm, making another sci-fi movie after Blade Runner twenty forty-nine. Uh, Russell, what do you think of the second trailer for Dune? I mean, I liked that. I was on board before. I mean, I think we knew, like, Denny Villeneuve's attached to it. I mean, minus my, you know, distaste for 2049, but, I mean, still, he's still a, you know, phenomenal director. You have all that talent surrounded it. I mean, it looks great. It really does. Um, the special effects look phenomenal. It just looks clear and concise, kind of like how his movies usually are. I mean, it looks fun. It's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I same thing. I think this looks amazing. Even if this, look... Even if it doesn't make any money, which it might not. Uh, but I mean, it's got to make something. It's got to make something. And just, just give that look at this because it's going to be Dune Part One. This is going to be the first half of the book because, yeah, Dune in two and a half hours, even. Dune in two hours is un, is just uncompre- incomprehensible. Uh, and this movie looks good. I'm sure it'll be good in IMAX. Oh, I'm definitely seeing it in IMAX. I might see it twice opening weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, even if the, even if it doesn't do as well as you hope, just let Denis Villeneuve make part two. Can't leave us can't leave us hanging like this. I don't I don't see it bombing as much as for twenty forty nine. I uh, I think it'll, it's going to make some money. This has even less brand recognition than Blade Runner, and that's, and that's saying someone who like loves Dune. And, yeah, yeah, and loves Blade Runner, but Blade Runner has more brand recognition than this. Uh, but either way, I think this looks uh, fantastic. We'll see what happens. And like I said, even if this bomb makes no money, let Denis Villeneuve make. Part two, let, just let it make part yeah. two. Uh, and that's gonna do it for trailer talk. We can now move on to notorious news. First thing we are going to be talking about today, uh, not not even a movie, not not a movie story, not a TV story, but a sports story. Yeah, uh, here we go. <laughs> because uh, rip the bandaid off. It was announced that uh, you know, in response to the you know Washington Redskins changing their name, Cleveland Indians <laughs> decided to jump on that train too. And unlike the Washington football team, they had decided to unveil their name. They are now the Washington Guardians. Hey, I'll say this. You could have been the Cleveland baseball team. I'd rather have the Cleveland baseball team than the Cleveland Guardians, man. Oh, awful. I'll say this. The, the logo is fucking hideous. But it looks, it looks like a kid fucking came up with the concept of it. It looks stupid. Yeah. Uh, the, lo- yeah. the logo is atrocious, but you know, look, they had to change their name. They had to do something. I don't know what. It's, I'm very curious what the names they rejected were. Um, I know they were going between the um, the spiders because that used to be their name uh, before the Indians a long time ago. Um, I think they also had. Uh, I wouldn't even have minded the Cleveland Tribe. I think would have been kind of kind of cool. Um, 
Yeah, I'm trying to think what other ones were there. Hammer? I forget. Something there's a there's a lot of other names rejected, but this whole you know, you take all this time to come up with a concept and that's what you come up with, and then on top of it, that's like okay, so like the Indians have the eye with like the Indians and like they have the underlined like the underlined logo, you know what I mean? The it comes down and, and like underlines the Indians. And they did the same thing for the fucking Guardians. Like, they have the Guardian. Like, it's like Guardians. Like, they have to keep Indians. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, just, uh, I'm shaking my head over it, man. I just don't understand. Um, they made a hype video uh, to reveal it, and Tom Hanks did the narration. Tom Hanks is from California. No couldn't, affiliation to Cleveland whatsoever. Couldn't, couldn't even get Drew Carey to do it? What the fuck? Drew Carey or, like, The Miz. I know The Miz is from the area of Parma, Ohio. Um, like, anybody, like, somebody in Ohio, like, um, the uh, the Black Keys are from Akron, the band. I think they did the music in it, the beginning of it or whatever. But still, it's like you have all these ties to Ohio, and that's what you go with. Like, you could even have, like, Baker Mayfield or, like, you know, Bernie Kosar or somebody, like, more, like, a respected athlete of Cleveland, like Jim Brown. Um, and then this is what you come up with. I'm just like, ugh, it, it sucks. Um, you know, I, I'm really on the, 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 you know, proponent of obviously the Indians. I get the, um, the push for it. I didn't think it was more, I didn't think it was as derogatory as a red skin. I think Indian is more of a general term. Um, but I mean, I, I, you know, it, it's one of those things they, they made a, they made a push. They started saying stuff that they were going to change and that, you know, that really, pushed people into the direction of trying to change it and uh this is the best they got and it's just uh, it's kind of disheartening so, we gotta work with, man. We gotta work <laughs> i mean I, I mean i there's nothing i can do about it it sucks uh because i have like so much indian merchandise in my like room i'm looking around i can see my chief wahoo foam my foam chief wahoo which will probably be like a fucking relic now um i have a bud light uh aluminum bottle with a big chief wahoo on it um yeah, I mean, I, it's it's one of those things, man. It's going to take a while to get used to it, um, especially as an Indians fan forever, like well, at least since 1995 when they were good. And then I kind of just rode through a lot of bad times with them. But um, it is what it is. I get it. Uh, it and kind of like I, I guess I'm taking more appreciation of the fact that they're not leaving Cleveland. They're staying in Cleveland. They're going to be the, it's going to be in the same location. It's just you know what I mean. It's just you just got to kind of look past it. You know what I mean? And because I've had a lot of ton of you know great memories of the stadium. Uh, even the game I went to the other night where they were up 4-1 and, and lost the fucking game in 10 innings, you know? It happens. So, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll see. I, I'll get used to it eventually. I just, it's, it, right now, it's just, it just looks so lame. Especially the baseball with the, with the, like the, almost like the gladiator, like type, uh, the helmet or whatever. It's just, it's, it's really bad. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm done. No more ranting. Yeah, no more just, right. You, you, well, you well, wouldn't well, believe well. my phone yesterday, man. You would not believe my phone yesterday. I had like fucking 10 people text me. <laughs> so, this, so what do you think about it? What do you think? I'm like, oh, my God. I, said, I literally woke up to it because I didn't know that they named it. I literally woke up yesterday, uh, like earlier in the afternoon, and I looked at it. And I checked. I'm like, really? Guardians? I'm like, fuck. And then everybody started texting me. I'm like, oh, this is awful. Yeah. But – it is what it is. Um, it kind of sucks that the next World Series, if they ever do win, it's not going to be under the Indians. That's, that's the thing I think I kind of like really sucks the most because it's like, you know, we were so close in 95 and not, well, more closer than 90 in 97. And then obviously in 2016 when we blew a 3 1 lead to the Cubs. But uh, yeah, okay, I'm done. Next segment. And speaking of, you know, finals, I do also <laughs> want to give a huge congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, was able were able to uh, take the series from the Phoenix Suns by winning four straights, and the yeah. Suns just having an outright collapse in the last couple of games. It really sucks. I mean, honest, I don't honestly follow basketball as much anymore because my team really sucks. Orlando's not good. Um, it was fun when they were good, uh, like ten years ago. It was fun, um, and then they went and lost four one in the finals. I follow teams that aren't very good. Chance it's just a curse that I have. Um, you know, my teams suck. But here I am, side by side with them. But yeah, no, the Bucks. It was nice to see them win their second NBA championship. But obviously, it's been like 50 years, I think, since their first yeah, one. 50 so uh, my, 50 years. My, my my thing was, I was just excited that it was going to be a new team. It wasn't going to be like you weren't going to get a Warriors, you weren't going to get a Lakers, you weren't. Gonna, you know what I mean? It was something different, and I liked that. Um, you know, and kudos to the Giannis or whatever for uh, you know pretty much doing you know winning a championship without a big cast of players around. Like he said, he could have went to a, you know, a super, you know, a super team like other, uh, you know, players that obviously like, um, 
LeBron did go to L.A. Well, LeBron did go to L.A. and, and kind of had a super team. Well, Le- Obviously, Le- Le- Durant LeBron, did it. And- LeBron made that team a super team. He did, but he had Anthony Davis around him. I don't think if he didn't have Anthony Davis around him, I don't think that they would have won the NBA final. Like they wouldn't have won. I, I just, I, mean, look, I, look, I don't know. Look what happened. We didn't have AD this year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Look what happened. Like, look, they're they're they were out. You know what I mean? So it just shows you what a, you know, a great player that AD is. Um, but it was it's nice to see them do it kind of how he said he, they did it the harder way. And you know, I respect that. I always respect when um, you know people go the the harder route to uh to get the title as opposed to making it easy like you know golden state did with durant and all those guys i mean it's just it makes it more fun and yeah who knows what will happen i mean this probably it's going to be really hard to repeat especially as a team that doesn't have like a big three type presence but um you know nonetheless you know obviously they got to be favored for next year because they won this year so see what happens as it happens congratulations again i also also just love love Giannis. i think you i think the dude's just such, such, such inspiration, just such like a great story behind him, and he's also just, like a really good dude. Yeah. Also really, also really funny. Like he's a, he's, a, he's a funny follow on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, but yeah, congratulations to uh, uh, the Greek Freak and the rest of the Milwaukee Bucks for on their first championship in 50 years. Uh, sorry to the Suns, uh, but you kind of brought this on yourself. Uh, yeah, I mean, don't 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 pull don't pull Cleveland Indians. <laughs> And speaking of basketball, most of LeBron James, Space Jam 2, Space Jam, A New Legacy, <laughs> uh, uh, doing fairly well so far. Uh, managed to be number one at the box office, unseating Black Widow, which was a surprise to me. Uh, yeah. And it all, uh, so far has made uh, $66.9 million on a $150 million budget, uh, which, you know, fair, like for, a move, for a sequel to a movie that came out in 1996... Uh, not not bad, not a bad start. Don't know if it's gonna be profitable no. in the in the end, and I don't know how well it's doing HBO Max because they totally don't release the numbers, or at least they haven't done it for this movie, at least not that I've seen. Um, but yeah, I'm very curious if this was successful enough if it would lead to a third Space Jam. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Did you see it? I did see it. Did you like it? I I thought it was okay. I, I liked it okay. I thought it was pretty fun. I mean, it was. I mean, far from obviously, it was better than I thought in my head. So. Oh, okay. So there is a third Space Jam uh, in talks by not the director. Not a su- not a surprise. With Dwayne Johnson in the lead, it's from basketball to pro wrestling. Oh my God. I I I, I, I want to see a Space Jam for football. If football, I think would lend itself a lot better. The question is like, who who would star in a in a Space Jam football movie? Ray Lewis. I'm just kidding. I don't Ray know. Ray Lewis would be funny. <laughs> No, but Ray Lewis would actually do, like he would actually do it though. Is the thing. Well, here's, um, here's the thing. Like you would ha- you would have to fr- it would have to be someone like look like look at who they got for the first two. It's Michael Jordan and LeBron James, two guys yeah. who basically transcend the sport of basketball. I mean, I, and Ray Lewis was I think transcended a position of linebacker. I think uh, more in more recent time. I'm I'm just if you think you know, someone's sp- got to transcend transcends the sport, I think there's sadly there's only one option. <laughs> Tom Brady. And, and, that a boy, I like it. Yeah, like if 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 they did like a, a football themed Space Jam, it would have to be Tom Brady in the lead. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's, has there's to. no I mean, other option. Else do you, no, I mean, yeah, you have to. Tommy, terrific. I love it. I like it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I, I and but my love hate thing with Tom Brady aside, but I think I think it'd be I think it'd be interesting to see him like fight like play football with the Looney Tunes. Come on, you gotta you gotta like what he's doing at his age. I, I, I do I do like it. I, I respect it. <laughs> I don't have to like it, but I, I, have, to, I have to respect it. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Space Jam, you know, good, good good on you for doing as well doing as well as you're doing. I'm not I don't like it as much the first one, but good good on you. Uh, next piece you're talking about. Uh, so, uh, also going going to Warner Brothers broke yesterday. Michael B. Jordan. In in uh, you know contract with his new deal with Warner Brothers is developing a Superman project. Uh, no, I like that segue from Space Jam to Michael B. Jordan. Ha ha ha. Which they, they do kind of make that joke in the movie. I'm not gonna spoil it for you if you haven't seen it. No, but come on, I, I like the segue. I, I like what you were doing with that. I I, yeah. I caught you. Uh, so yeah, he uh, his production company Outlier Society is developing their own Black Superman project that centers on Val Zod, which is who is a Black Kryptonian who came to Earth and decided to be his own Superman. Uh, now he's set to produce it. No word on whether or not he's going to be starring. God, I hope he is. I think that sounds awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. 
but yeah, uh, they got the Tene- the Tenacious Coates uh, on. We talked about how he is going to be writing the project, uh, and yes, uh, we are we are doing this and not doing Man of Steel two. No matter how many times people keep demanding, we do Man of Steel two, or any more Snyder Superman movies. We're done. Please, we please do it. Uh, but yeah, you know, you hear Mike, uh, Michael B. Jordan produce Superman movie. Also, at the back, him making a, st- I think he's still working on a Static Shock project. Uh, mm-hmm. So, like, looks like they're trying to, like, Warner Brothers trying to make Michael B. Jordan their guy. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, what do you think about uh, the, a Black Superman project for HBO or, or possibly HBO Max? No, I mean it's something different. I mean, I'm obviously down for it. I love Superman, so I don't care, you know, what it the story for, follows. Okay, I think it, it just, it, it, it just lends Max. itself. It is for Max. What's that? It, 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 this project would be for HBO Max. Yeah, no, I'm done. I'm always done to see, especially. I kind of want to see. Obviously, it must be it must be a passion project of Michael B. Jordan because you know he has a lot of uh, you know attachment to the Superman character. So I, I, I like it. Why not? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I tried to I tried to make one Black Superman movie, Steel, 1997. Which yes, good old, sh- good old good old Shaq. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think I think this is great. I I really hope Michael B. Jordan plays the lead role, just because I want to see him play a black Superman. Yeah, I mean, if if anybody's gonna do it, it gotta be him. It gotta be him, please, please. Uh, also on the that category, of DC, it looks like the uh, Bat Batgirl project for HBO Max has found its lead in In the Heights' Leslie Grace. Uh, Leslie Grace was on a short list that both included both Isabella Merced and Zoe Deutsch. Uh, as well as Haley Lou Richardson, but she won out for the lead role. Movie's going to HBO Max, been developed for a long time. Joss Whedon was attached to it, but now uh, being helmed by Adil and Bilal from Bad Boys for Life. Uh, so Batgirl and HBO Max, you, you saw In the Heights, right? I did, yeah. Yeah, she plays the uh, the uh, daughter who went to college and yeah, 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 the one that comes back, yeah, yeah and then ends up going back, yeah. Yeah, just want to make just want to make, make sure you understood who that is. But what, no, I, I, knew, I knew exactly who it was. Yeah. But what, but what do you think about uh, her do her being a bat girl? Kudos to her. I mean, I think that's you know it's you know a great uh, you know step in her career, and I think that you know hopefully it does well and maybe can kick off that universe. You know, kick off the universe, kick off a good career for her. I mean, she's, look, she's already got a yeah. movie that she got a movie that would have been a best picture nominee had it not bombed. The movie's good. The movie's still solid, regardless of box office numbers. I know a lot of people are going to use that as, you know, oh, it was unsuccessful. It's still it's still a pretty solid film. So it's, it's a, like, yeah. What did that What did that movie do? Hold on, let me check. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, I'm sorry. What? What? I did. I didn't realize just how bad this movie did. What in the heights? Yes. Oh God, how how bad? Uh, on a budget of fifty five million dollars, gross total of forty point nine. Uh, I've seen worse, but yeah, it's. I mean, what are you gonna do? I mean, we've seen worse, but like this is not. This is like really bad. But it's still. I mean, but that's the thing. You've seen it with bad movies. It's it's far from a bad movie. Yeah, so no, I, I really. You know. I, I do wonder how that movie would have done. It had it come out like in normal circumstances. And and and, and release like in in the fall. Like usually musicals yeah. kind of release that, in the fall. Should have been. I know the whole thing is like it's hot and it's summer. Yeah. But this really yeah. should have been a fall movie. Well, wasn't it originally slated for a Christmas release, I think, wasn't it? I think you're right. I think it was slated for a Christmas release before COVID. Wait, no, hold on. That No, wait. Uh, is that right? You sure? Maybe. I think it is. I think it is. Let me check. Uh, no, it wasn't, actually. Really? Yeah, this is always supposed to be a summer movie. No shit. That, I think, see, I think it, it should have played more how I thought it. I think it should have played like that, because Les Mis came out in uh, Christmas time. Les Mis, I think, The Greatest Showman, La La Greatest Land. Showman. Yeah. Like you, the, you you got to put it in the fall. Your big prestige musical is always going to come out in the fall. Chicago came out in the fall. Yeah, you have to do that. I, I think to me it's 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 crazy that they they didn't. I think they wasted a, an opportunity. But again, still a great film. It just it's really shitty that uh, it doesn't transcend into profit. But I mean, I hey, like you're going to have that in, in this, you know, especially this whole you know, COVID shit coming back into you know some normality. You know. Bottom line, though, uh, really happy that like uh, really happy Leslie Grace is getting uh, work off of this. Yeah, uh, and yeah, definitely excited to see what she does, Batgirl. Uh, something else I'm excited to see: uh, Clerks Three, which has landed at Lionsgate and oh, yeah. is set to start film start filming next month in New Jersey. Good. 
Yeah, uh, they got Jeff Anderson back, which is which is cool because him and uh, Kevin Smith did have a falling out. So happy, uh-huh. they, so happy they got him back. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Russell, uh, how do you feel about the first the first two Clerks films? And are you excited for part three? Oh, absolutely. Clerks one, I I came into that late. I think I remember right when Clerks two came out is, is kind of when I saw the first one. I, I went and watched that. Uh, Clerks two was more my speed, I think. Um, not not taking anything away from the original Clerks. You know, the original Clerks is a you know a classic for a reason. Um, I just liked Clerks two because I think it was more modern for me at the time. I watched I think Clerks. I think the first one, obviously, like I said, when the second one came out. So to me, it had aged. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was still a solid film, and I'm obviously looking forward to it. I love Kevin Smith. Um, you know, through the ups and the downs. You know what I mean? But uh, it's it's nice to see. You know, a, a, a franchise like Clerks get another film, like just like how he was doing James Bond. Uh, uh, and yeah, I do think that. And look, like James Bond re- right, reboot did really well on, on that Roadshow format. Yeah. This one's going to get a wide release. It's going to be very curious to see how this one does in wide release. Since you know, the I'm hoping movie. it does good because I'd like to see, yeah, yeah, I'd like to see more movies in this universe. You know, you know, get, bring back some more characters. Like, let's let's see some new characters. I, lo- I would love to see you know some like some, some more like original content from this universe because we haven't seen it. We haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, uh, Clerks three. It's happening. Definitely excited. Yeah, uh, that's cool. Something else I'm excited for is uh, Blade, the new Blade film. Uh, allegedly has a director, uh, Mogul Mowgli director, uh, Basam Tariq is set is currently being looked at to uh, helm the project. Which I'm not, we're not going to sit here pretend we've seen this. We've seen this guy's work because we haven't. But I do think it's interesting uh, as far as the kind of directors they've been getting for these you know, Phase Two projects. I mean, you look at you know, Kate Heron with uh, or Phase not Phase Two Phase Four projects. Um, so you know you have uh, you know like. Chloe Zhao, who did Nomadland, which is a really small movie, directing Eternals. You have, uh, you know, uh, Destiny Cretton, small project, doing um, Shang-Chi. Nia DaCosta, who, her, her biggest movie hasn't come out yet, doing Cats of the, the Marvels. Uh, I think they're really doing a great job of taking chances with them, like these really small directors. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see that, that uh, trend continue. What about you? What about you, Russell? Yeah, no, I like the small directors uh, directing these films. You know, what I mean, I think it's it's more personal. I think to them just because of the fact that they're they are you know a, you know a smaller, not a big, huge name director, um, and then they come out and maybe you know this makes makes a career. This blows up a career even more. You know. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm just excited. I mean, that, that happens. I'm excited. I had a feeling that they were going to look to a person of color to direct, which need to be their ML. Let's look at their upcoming projects. Uh, of the upcoming projects, they have. Okay, when people of color, when any people of color, you have one, two, three, four, I think. I think that can what counts. Five, and then six. Six upcoming projects directed by people of color. That's not even including all the TV stuff they're doing. So, yeah, I know. I think I think everyone on Captain on this Marvel show is a person of color, so mm-hmm. or woman. So yeah, um, uh, congratulations, Marvel, for you know trying to diversify their portfolio. And speaking of diversity. Uh, it was announced that uh, I May Destroy You star uh, Michaela Cole is, well, who also created and wrote I May Destroy You, is joining the cast of Black Panther 2, uh, Wakanda Forever, which I'm excited about it. I don't know if she's going to be the new Black Panther. I don't know if she's going to be the villain. I don't know who she's going to be in this movie, but I'm ex- uh, I really did love I May Destroy You. I think the show is fucking fantastic. Might win, might win an Emmy for it, might not. But I'm excited her career blowing up after it. Uh, I know, I know you haven't seen the show, else I'm not even gonna bother asking you. Oh no, I'm actually looking it up right now. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. It's, it's on HBO Max then. Yeah, it was, it was an HBO series, so yeah, it's on. It's on then Max. I, I, I might have to check. It. Is it, is the show really good? It's, it's, it's amazing. Okay. It's yeah, I, and episodes. um, also would let everybody know that I am two episodes into The Handmaid's Tale. Thank you. So far, so good. I'm, I'm late to the party on all this shit, dude. You know, so it is what it is. Hey, better, better, better late than never, right? Yeah, I mean, hey, uh, you know, that's what I say. Why not? Uh, and last news story we're talking about today, a movie that's going to be on my top anticipated list of next year, no matter what. Uh, Jordan Peele has officially confirmed his next movie. It's going to be titled Nope. That's it. Just <laughs> Nope. Uh, uh, Dan Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, and Stephen Yeun all confirmed. 
know where and what the plot is, but if we can gauge anything from the poster. Let's examine this really quickly. Let me look it up. I did see it. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, you got a dark cl- you got a dark stormy sky, a town, and something hanging out of a balloon or something hanging out of a uh, out of said cloud. It's, in the- it's got a release date of seven twenty two of July twenty second, twenty twenty two. And it's almost says, like a kite, like a back of a kite or something. Yeah, it says select scenes filmed in IMAX with IMAX cameras. So I think this is going to be, you know, it's going to be more upscale production from what he's done in the past. Tells me he could be tackling some sci-fi stuff in this in this movie. Now, this is just pure speculation. Yeah, I mean, it looks it looks sci-fi. I mean, if you would see the poster, it looks sci-fi. It looks, it looks sci-fi-ish. Yeah, I agree. It, it, it doesn't matter because Jordan Peele's made two back-to-back stellar films. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what he does next. Like, no matter what it yeah. is. No, I agree. Uh, so, yeah, uh, movie is set for a release on July 22nd, 2022. Uh, so that's going to do it for our notorious news segment. We now move on to our movie of the week, uh, Shrek. Uh, so Shrek came out in the year, what, 2001, right? Yep, and how crazy is that? This is a 20th anniversary special for, like, an... An... Unplanned 20th anniversary Unplanned, special there. Um, but yeah, so uh, came, uh, came out, this movie was, as you can expect, massive, massive hit. Mm-hmm. I remember when it came out, I saw it in the uh, theater. I remember the first time I saw it, I saw it at a drive-in. Okay. Yeah, this is one of the first, this is one of the few films I've actually seen at a drive-in. I think I saw it when, <laughs> I, was cool. in, when I was in Georgia, my dad was playing arena. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, came out of... Uh, uh, DreamWorks Animation was the first, not their first like massive hit, but like the first one to do like this this well. Yeah. Because uh, let me see this one. Uh, fuck, where is it? Uh, here we go. Uh, yeah, because their highest grossing film before this was Chicken Run, that made two two twenty five a forty five million dollar budget. Uh, this one shattered it. This, yeah, this one uh, f- six, $60 million, sixty million dollar budget, four hundred eighty four million at the box office. Yeah. Uh, spawned tons, tons of merch. Four, three sequels, a spin-off, uh, a mm-hmm. theme, a theme park attraction, TV. Yeah, stuff. so I think I think it did. I think it did decent enough. It did decent enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and was even the first film to win the Oscar for best animated feature. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, I mean, and obviously we'll talk about it, but I think the movie holds up still. Yeah. Fine. So yeah. Uh, yeah. One. Yeah. Uh, one best animated feature was not was the second animated film to ever be nominated for best screenplay. Mm-hmm. Something that is a pretty rare occurrence. I think it's the only Pixar film, only Pixar film to ever get a nomination, get a screenplay nomination. Mm-hmm. Which is which is massive. So, but question is, how does it hold up twenty years later? Oh, there's only one way to find out, Russell. This is Shrek. Uh, so the movie, so the movie starts off. You know, we get that classic fairy tale opening. What well, seemed like every fairy tale movie started off with opening a book. Oh yeah, that was that was a huge thing. Yeah. Uh, and that's when we meet our main character, Shrek. Set to the tune of a song that's been stuck in your head since 1999, Smash Mouth's All Star. Where uh, this was the second movie that it was from. Obviously, you're talking about yeah. Mystery Men, Mystery which Man, uh, yeah. another another underrated, pretty solid film too. But uh, yeah, it's it's crazy that that song two leads two movies. You know what I mean? And two movies pretty well received. So it's kind of crazy. But man, this dates this film almost immediately. <laughs> it does, but I mean that song's still catchy. I mean, and, and you know, I remember they used to they used to you know ad lib different things like "Hey, now you're a porn star," you know, and all that other stuff. <laughs> Insert blank star there, you know. Sports. Hey, now you're a sports star. <laughs> hey, 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 now you're a dork car. See, whatever uh, you want to do, you can be whatever you want to do on there. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we meet my character Shrek. He's gross. He's gr- he's grotesque. And I think it's pretty highly publicized, publicized at this point that it's voiced by Mike Myers. It's pretty highly publicized at this point that this was both not supposed to be him. It was supposed to be Chris Farley this was that uh, and voiced, shot which shot with Chris Farley, yeah. and that's my, then it's just. Again, highly documented. He finished most of the movie. I, you know, and honest to God, like I, I love Farley, so I would really love to have seen that. Um, I think it would have been a whole different vibe. I think it would have been a whole different character. 
and it, it was like it was, it was supposed to be like a, like a, a darker, stranger movie. Yeah. And I, I don't. I mean, it, it had no franchise value because of, you know we know how Chris Farley went. But yeah. Oh well, yeah. You weren't gonna. You, it wouldn't have gotten what it got. You know, with obviously if you if they had casted him. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, if Mike Myers basically going came and doing basically the same voice he did for Fat Bastard, not basically the exact same voice he did for Fat Bastard and Austin Powers. And this, and I'll tell you what, this really, boy, this was under the revitalization of his career, obviously with Austin Powers in 97, four years prior. But you look at that, boy, he had, he had a huge like decade there where he was doing some solid work between Austin Powers and Shrek franchises, two franchises back to back there. Yeah, he really, he really did get able to jump off of one franchise to another. Something else yeah. I want to shout out for really quickly is the animation. Now, beautiful, this was, yeah. This this is the era where CGI animation was still kind of being perfected. Yeah. So there are shots where it looks like it wasn't fully rendered. Yeah, there's a couple. See, so you're paying close attention, you can you could definitely tell. Yeah, they, they they didn't really lock down the movement. This, this is a thing with like animating people, because like Pixar famously decided to not do people. Or not do like any like difficult textures. Why? Because they're hard to animate, especially with. Computers. Oh yeah, you, yeah. There's more. You know, you have to draw more de- attention to detail with that, and it makes it harder for you to create that world. Yeah. That being said, for when this came out in 2001, this lo- this looked great. And even oh, absolutely. That, it, it's not like jar- not, not like the people in Toy Story through which like nightmare inducing. Like this, like it actually looks like, pretty solid for a movie from this era. It's clean. I, it, it still looks clean. Yeah, uh, like, 20 years later, it still looks clean. Yeah, still fa- again, aside from a few shots, still fairly clean. And, oh, absolutely. They didn't exactly nail down the movements either, but still, like, it's not like a jarring disparity of like, oh, this is like doesn't hold up as far as animation goes. Oh, no, absolutely not. They definitely, um, you can tell they definitely, yeah, 20 years later, removed from it, it's still, it's still pretty solid. Anyway, we see that you know he's 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 an ogre. People are people are scared of him as you know as you would think he would. They think they would be, uh, but there is also a kind of like bounty on magical creatures. People like people go hunt magical creatures, turn them in, they get a reward. Uh, pe- people turned in include Tinkerbell, Pinocchio, the three bears, which I'll bring up later, <laughs> uh, and that's when we meet our other main character, Donkey, played by Eddie Murphy, who was. Anything that everyone was talking, the only thing anyone was talking about after this one came out was Donkey. Oh yeah, I mean, because he was he was tailor made to play that role. I couldn't see anybody else doing that. Oh no, like, and he he got tons of. And speaking of someone who had jumped from franchise to, to the next, Eddie Murphy jumping from you know like tons of franchises, you know, Beverly Hills Cop, uh, Nutty Professor. This is the one that this is the one that like you know like solidified him as like you know oh he's like a star and he's like a franchise guy. Yeah. And yeah, like, and look at all the recognition he got for this movie, like he got he got a BAFTA nomination for this film. Is that crazy? Yeah, like again, only person to ever be nominated for for voice work in a in a BAFTA in you know, the BAFTA setting. I well, think. that just shows you how much his voice lends to the character of Donkey. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I couldn't see, you know, just hearing him. He he makes he makes Donkey, you know. Uh, a character because of his voiceover work, he did. I couldn't see anybody else doing that. He's he's, he's, he's cool. He's cooling it up a little bit, but it's fine because Don- Donkey's funny, man. He, he, he just he just makes me. Laugh. I can't explain what it is. He just makes me laugh. Oh, dude, and, and just I, and I love and a thing I was watching. I was sitting back watching it, and I'm like, I love the interactions between Myers and Murphy. I think that's. I think that those two going back and forth with you, with each other is what makes Shrek so charming. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I think that like these first couple scenes in which you know they're trying to you know get along and like you, you see you see have like friendships start to like perform with them where you're just like hey I, yeah. I, I, I want to hang out with you like what you're not, you're not scared of me it's like no I'm good like, yeah. yeah all right then yeah. you can just uh, come chill with me it's yeah he's like uh, have you seen me I'm an ogre yeah uh, but yeah uh, Shrek is chilling at his house but then uh, things start to happen uh, the three the three blind mice show up Snow White hilarious dwarves show up. The big bad wolf is taking his bed, and basically his swamp has become a refugee camp for magical creatures. For, yeah, for fairy tale characters. Yeah, I, I like. I think it's so funny though, because you can sit there and like point out, oh, there's you know, there's the three blind mice. Hey, there's you know, three little bears, and you see the three pigs. You see all that. It's, it's just kind of funny to see that stuff and point that out. It's really, really funny. Three little pigs who are German. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is completely hilarious too. Yeah, because I think the fairy tale is German, which is yeah, kind of funny, funny and joke in there. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so basically, basically what happened was when Farquaad was running with all these magical creatures, he decided to send them all here. And they have nowhere else to go. So Shrek is like, okay, look. If, look, if I go, I'm going to go to Farquaad. I'm going to tell him to give you your stuff back. We get the deed to my swamp, and y'all are going to get out. And Doggy, yeah. you're coming with me. Yeah, it's pretty a small. It's it's pretty much a small like a small plot. I mean, really, this film's really super simple. Oh yeah, I mean, just like a lot of anime films in this era, in this era especially. Like, you're, yeah, you're, you're not getting like soul complexity here, but it's... no, I mean, which I, but you gotta like these types of films where you can kind of really just do. chill and it's easy to follow along. You don't have to have that in depth, you know what I mean? Follow along type. But it's also like it's also, it's also a fairy tale, you know. So kind of, kind of, kind of yeah. That's what I mean. And this is what I mean. Our main villain of the film, Lord Far- Farquaad. Yes, this was made to intentionally sound like Lord Fuckwad. Uh, <laughs> voiced by John Lithgow, uh, a voice who matches matches kind of perfectly, even though John Lithgow looks nothing like this. No, but his voice is perfect for Farquaad for sure. Yeah. Uh, so basically, he he rules over this kingdom, do like, but he's not a king yet. He the only way he can become a king is by marrying a princess. Yeah. They bring in the magic mirror to show up potential candidates. I lo- <laughs> I love the. Other description they get like she's a motor sh- she's a motor shut in locked in the tower. Yeah, they're she like, like or she likes sushi and long walks or whatever the one. I I do like that. This movie also has like a, a good balance of like humor for you know the older crowd, which you will notice a lot, especially the one scene where they wipe your face. Oh, well, you remember yeah. where the, yeah where you like, think they, they're gonna they, say they the ass grass, and they get play face the grass they in your hand yeah. watch your face. Yeah, which I think is funny, but it it it, it kind of what you were saying though, you know, you don't catch that stuff like me in two thousand one, being like, what? Well, actually, yeah, I probably would have caught it because I was like seventeen, so yeah, never mind. Like, but the, but you know one, what I'm saying though. I, it's nice to have that adult humor in there. The one I liked that, that I didn't catch was uh, was like just because she lives she lives with seven other men, but that doesn't mean she's easy. Oh yeah, I, I like that too. But it's funny because. I could I could have completely looked that over, you know what I mean? But then, like you're watching, like what? Like you, like you totally catch it. I think that's that's why it, it works. I, I I like that. I like having those adult moments in there. Yeah, so it's treated like a dating show. So, and he chooses girl three, which is Princess Fiona, uh, who uh, who is you know, trapped trapped in a tower, trapped in a tower, guarded by a dragon. And so they got mm-hmm. they got got to go get her out to to marry her and stuff. Yeah. Done. So they get to the <laughs> kingdom of Duloc, which is a, a Disneyland parody of Vision because Jeff Katzenberg used to work for Disney mm-hmm. and famous and famously hated it, which is understandable. He worked at working under Eisner. Not a good thing. It's disingenuous <laughs> overall. Not not a good dude. Russell's dog. Russell's dog has entered, just entered the set. Yes. Yes. They made a cameo. They they uh, they are a big fan of Shrek. Uh, yeah. And this is, you know, we see like, like this is a massive kingdom, but like nobody's here. Yeah, it's like an empty kingdom. <laughs> it's like population, like a couple. Yeah, reason is everyone has the whole like tournament of champions trying to figure out who was going to be who was going to be the one to go save Fiona. Yeah. Uh, to which Shrek comes in, we get a pretty enjoyable fight sequence. Uh, set to it's uh, who sang the song? It's it's, it's like oh, you talking about education? Yeah. Oh, bad reputation. It's Joan Jett. Bad reputation. Oh, that is Joan yeah. Jett. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Drek basically beats the crap out of every night they have. They're just like, hey, you know what? Here's the deal. You go in, you save this princess, bring her back, I'll give you the DD or Swamp back, I'll kick everybody out. Like, alright, deal, fine, whatever. And, yeah, this is kind of the whole, like, thing about this film. It's a, lot, a lot of this is, like, fairy tale parody. Because, you know, the ogre, yeah. in a lot of the stories, would be the monster, be the villain. Now he's the hero. Yeah, it's kind of flipped. It's like anything that you would have normally associated with a fairy tale is kind of flipped. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, the actual villain, little short dude, noble steed, fast talking donkey. Yeah. We even got, we even got to the princess yet. Yeah, and not even the dragon part yet either. And neither the dragon. Speaking of which, they get they get to the castle where Fiona's locked away, and they encounter the dragon, which the way <laughs> the way they beat this thing. Yeah. Uh, the way they beat it is Donkey starts talking to her. And it's, it's a, yeah, a female it, it, dragon. Yeah. You uh, realize it's a female uh, dragon, which is kind of funny. Yeah, and, I, and I love the bit where like she just carries him away. We're like, Shrek, help! Yeah, and it's funny. It's literally, he's he's just talking to the dragon, and the dragon's like so smitten by, you know, 
uh, donkey talking to her and it's just it's it, again kind of what you thought like oh there's big menacing dragon guarding the you know guarding fiona and here it is like all you have to do is really just sweet talk it i mean it's crazy yeah uh so they get to they get uh shrek while, while donkey does that shrek takes care of the of uh you know trying to find fiona which she does doesn't kiss her away just all like wake up just like shakes her yeah, he smacks her or whatever, yeah. Yeah, oh, he should have smacked her. That would have been funnier. Uh, didn't he smack her or he shook her? That's he right, shook he shook her. her. I thought he smacked her a couple times on the face, face. like patted her. <laughs> Wake the hell up, bam. Uh, yeah, but, you know, like, even then, she, she kind of told me, like, this, this isn't right. You know, you don't, you don't want to like, recite, like, a, a poem, a sonnet, something. Yeah. Uh, Princess voiced by Cameron Diaz. Again, this is, like, her... I think now this would be like the thing people most recognize her for. I would say that uh, Charlie's Angels, Angels I would all, uh, probably put up in there. Um, I mean, you know, regardless of how bad the films were. Obviously, The Mask as her first breakout film. But yeah, I, I would say uh, Fiona uh, voiceover, yeah, I think would be the, the one a lot of people remember her from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, <laughs> I, I also love the reaction. Like, you didn't slay the dragon? <laughs> it's not my to do list. It's, to- it's, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. We'll get to it. Yeah, so uh, they get out. They save the dragon. The dragon's not even pissed that they wrecked Fiona. The dragon's pissed off that they took Donkey. Yeah, which <laughs> is funny because that's that's where you see it being so menacing. And it's, it's not because he's tra- – they're just mad because, like, Donkey's leaving, you know? Yeah, so uh, they managed to escape escape, <laughs> escape the dragon. She's like, I want to look at the face of the guy who saved me. It's like, take off the helmet yeah. now. Like, okay. And obviously Shrek's an ogre, and he doesn't want to reveal his face because I mean it's Fiona's, you know, this beautiful princess, and Shrek's just an ugly ogre. Yeah. For for who could love a beast? It's basically just, it's like uh, that's that's not that's not the deal. Like, the, like, like she's like I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna take you to marry Farquaad. She's like that's not the deal. Like the deal was supposed to, like whoever saved me, just gets to marry me. Well, tough shit, princess. <laughs> he just carries carries her off. <laughs> and like. In, I just need to know. It's like, like he, he is massive compared to her. Oh, he's huge. Absolutely, yeah. I, I, just, I just wonder what the measurements of a guy of like Trek the character would be. Oh, I mean, I couldn't even imagine. He has to be pretty, and how how heavy he would be too. He'd be heavy. He'd be heavy. I mean, he'd be like a he'd be like a five hundred pound like easy. Well, like like so pretty, like, so like yeah. six six ten six ten four fifty. Yeah, yeah. Probably about right. A little better. Yeah, boy works out a little bit. <laughs> uh, but but uh, we do see that uh, Fiona has some kind of thing regarding sunsets. Like she, she, we need to stop and you know make make camp for the night. I'm, t- I'm tired. Yeah, my back hurts. <laughs> uh, but she also like hides herself in a cave for whatever reason. Like you don't, you understand you don't really understand why. Mm-mm. And then you get, you get kind of see some like into the, into the personal psyche of, of Shrek. You know, like you have to become like a shut in because like. God, people, people are scared of me. Before the end games, like really know who I am. So I'm just like, hey, you know, yeah. forget people. <laughs> and that's the other good thing about this movie. It does deliver a, a positive message too. You know. Yeah. No. Just like, and yeah, and actually, this, this is funny. Cause this is the scene. I, I see this thing. I think of the of the part where I, I, this this part came out specifically with the Chris Farley dialogue. Uh huh. Yeah. So it's like, ah, ah, help! A big stupid ugly ogre. Yeah. They judge before they even get to know me. Yeah. Yeah. So you know they're they're, ha- they're having this whole conversation, and this is where it gets to feel like Donkey and Shrek were like grow together. As, yeah. Uh, as characters, and, you know, and, and grow as friends together. Uh. So we go on. You know, the fairy tale does continue. Oh, for, for for first of all, we see that Fiona might have some things to her that we don't fully understand. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, we get some really. Like horrifying. If you're a child, like a small child, horrifying scene where she blows, she murders a bird. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Complete by, by singing really loud and it puffing up and just exploding. She sings. She sings a bird to death and then kills and then kills its offspring for breakfast. Yeah, and I, I noticed that too. I'm like, those eggs don't eat them. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, yeah. When this is like, but you know, might have some things to her because, like, you know, like she, she, might, she probably might be as gross as Shrek is deep down. Well. Yeah, and she definitely uh, is. Uh, she has a lot of um, martial arts skills, like Matrix esque, too. Oh well, yeah, because let's just forget to meet Robin Hood. Yeah, and his Merry Men. And his Merry Men. They <laughs> got the song, which is this is another one. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the word, what the, the whole fr- what the phrase is, but it's just like uh, it's something like 
like the like it, what, 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 hold on let me find it let me find it here it's like i i find it fair made and i like to get paid yeah <laughs> and for our listeners it's available on hulu it is available on hulu if you want, if you want to go check it out that's how um, i checked it out but yeah, we do see that. Like, you know, Fiona, she 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 got some skills. She, she's not your normal helpless princess that you that we've seen in you know countless movies past. Uh, no, I, I do like the callbacks to. Well, I it was not even a callback. This was only a couple years prior to, or like literally two years prior to it. But the Matrix there with the. This is the time where everyone was parodying that one shot. Oh, I mean, I, I can't think of how many times that that movie was parody with that slow motion, even just the kicks, or just like the you know doing a flip and like doing it in slow motion. Like I can't it, it, that it. And even like what, even the movie Wanted, I think did that stuff too with Angelina Jolie with the slow slow down with the bullet and stuff. Oh, Space Jam this year did it did that shot. Yeah, I mean it's 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 so iconic. You figure from 1999 to now, like the 22 years that that movie has been out. Look at how many times it's been parried just for that. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, to, to continue on, we see like you know a budding uh, you know a budding kind of romance sorry between Shrek and Fiona. Hmm. Which again, which again, because you know he's you know he's grotesque on the outside, she's grotesque on the inside. Yeah, but but it, but I think the other thing that Fiona respects about Shrek is that he's not judging her. Like he and and that and that's the thing. He doesn't care. Like it's it's yeah. about you know what I mean. He doesn't care about how her like outside appearances. I think she kind of realizes that. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like I want to talk about like Shrek and Fiona because their their relationship I think is done. It's done better in the second one because that's basically the focus of the entire film. But I do like what they have here because you're right. Like it's, it's, it, does, it does play a lot, and your expectation does play a lot of what you understand from fairy tale from fairy tales. Yeah, and yeah, they basically kind of like play like play off of that. You know, like what the princess was like. You know, this like really like just, like disgusting person on the inside. Yeah, and you know she went out and she wanted a guy like Shrek, and the two of them like they do they do have good chemistry. No, and it, and it builds naturally. It's not forced. Like it's, it's it's, really not. It, it, they work up to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you see, you, you see them about to have a moment, but then you know the sun, the sun's about to set, and Fiona has to retreat to. She, retreat, she again retreats for some reason. We, we don't understand. We don't fully understand why. Yeah. Uh, but we do find out because Donkey goes to talk to Fiona, and we see that uh, Fiona's not looking like herself. She's not feeling so fresh. She needs a Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I was, I was thinking of that. Remember that uh, Super Bowl commercial where uh, the Brady Bunch, but she turned into machete. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, so uh, we find out that Fiona uh, is an ogre, mm-hmm. o- but only when the sun goes down. She has some kind of curse in which, uh, when it's nighttime, she looks like this. Yeah. Which begs the question: Why didn't she? I, I always thought like, why didn't she look like that when she rescued? But I think it was daytime then. It just looked yeah. like nighttime. Yeah, so she she would not like to go to Alaska when it's like a month of darkness. A month of darkness. Or two months of darkness. You, you, ne- you never know when it's going to... <laughs> She's like, shit, start. I have to stay away for two months. Nobody's going to see Fiona. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, she's someone who, like, she's, like, she hides away because she's, like, very insecure about how she looks at night. Because, like, uh, this is the time where, like, her outside appearance matches her inside appearance. Like, where she can... Yeah. But poor, like, she... Like looking like this, she could act like the way she does. But you know, she's a princess. Like, like, like she said, like she's a princess. She's supposed to be pretty. And yeah, she's not supposed to, that's she's the not whole idea. Like yeah. Uh, but yeah, and the only way this this curse would break is if she, you know, kisses the kisses the person she loves. Yeah. So like, like first, like first loves true true loves kiss or whatever. First true yeah. loves kiss. Like all spells, they're all broken by the same goddamn thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 just so you know expected. So it's just like, yeah, it's a kiss. No, no big deal. She's like, you know, like, you know, like, what if you, like, dunk, like, you know, what if you, what if you don't make Frock Well, if you go, what if you, you know, go with Shrek instead? And, you know, this is where we get into, you know, it kind of gets, you know, kind of close to the word, like, tropey. You know, because you have yeah. that whole big third act understanding where she's talking about herself, but Shrek outside and thinks she's talking about him. Over he- overhears, and we have to have st- we have to have strife enter in the uh, in the plot hole. We got to have the big third act. I don't like you anymore. But secretly, I do like you. But I'm just really mad because you talk shit on me. Yeah. Yeah, you talk. I I thought you talked shit on me. Well, how many times has that been done? How many times have we seen this in a movie? Oh, boy, oh boy, we could we could make a huge list on that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so uh, he went to go get Lord Farquaad. I do love that he has like prosthetics to make himself look taller. 
it's hilarious, especially when they pick him up and put, put him out of the after he's on the horse and they pick him up. Beautiful. But that's just how vain his character is, though. I, 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 lo- I love it. Yeah. Like, and they, do make, they do keep making the joke about how his castle's huge because he's uh, compensating for something. Yeah, yeah, which they totally like make fun of all the time. I think that's kind of funny how they throw that in there. Yeah, so uh, they're just like, you know what? And just just in spite in spite of Shrek, because you know, like you know, besides, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell Shrek what he needs to know. But Shrek's pissed off. He's like, I'm, I ain't hearing it. I, I heard what you no. said. No. Yeah, you t- you talk that mad BS, man. I don't hear it. And so, Shrek, like Fiona, like Fiona, in in spite, is like, you know what? Let's get married tonight. Like little bride Shrek tonight before the sunset. Some sass. Like she's sassing him. She is sassing him, and, and he's like he—he he does feel bad, but he doesn't want to. He's not playing it off that it's going to yeah. bother him. So yeah, he—he—he he, he gets he gets pissed at Donkey, says something to potentially hurt his feelings. Uh, we that we then get you know the, everyone is sad montage because again, that's what yeah. every rom com did at the time. This is where we could have used Nazareth uh, Love Hurts, I think, right there. <laughs> oh, you could use Love Hurts here. You could easily put that in there. It's been interesting. But uh, this is actually the first time I yeah. heard. This is actually first, the first time I heard the song "Hallelujah." Oh, really? Yeah, I I had never heard it before I saw this movie. And then you watched a uh, Zack Snyder film. And then yeah, and then I watched Watchmen. And then this this song is ruined forever. <laughs> oh yeah, because they're having sex with the yeah. fucking <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you don't remember that one, you didn't watch Watchmen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they're, pre- they're prepping for the wedding. Every everyone is sad. Donkey somehow finds the dragon again. Yeah, just just randomly found him. Yeah, uh, but then he goes to Shrek and he's like, "Hey, look, cars getting getting the whole pep talk. You know, we're friends. They stick together. We gotta forgive each other." Uh, but you know, then he said, "Like, look, I, she wasn't talking about you. She's talking about someone else." Still doesn't tell. Just, just telling the truth at this point. Like, it just doesn't matter. You're pl- you're playing against so many cliches. This is the thing that drives me nuts. They're playing against so many cliches. This entire premise, this entire movie, is predicated is predicated on them going against cliches. Yet they're yeah. falling in this big they, pit of cliches. Yet they kind of mold into one. Right yeah, in the last twenty minutes. Uh, so they decide to, of course, again. Because this, this this part where we're doing all the wedding rom coms, we gotta go crash a wedding, or all the rom rom com cliche. We gotta go crash a wedding. Hell yeah! Uh, and you know, this, this I do like this. Like you gotta wait until they said like, does anyone does anyone object to this union? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, wait. Ah, he already said it. <laughs> just go in. Yeah. Yeah. How many times have we had that too? They have to they have to object to the wedding. They just and they just happen to always get there right at that point. Oh man, yeah, too funny. Uh, so, uh, yeah, he goes in, he objects. Something I do like about this is that they have, like, the people, like, holding signs, being, like, like revered silence. Aw, applause, laughter. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Shrek basically goes, he confesses love for Fiona. Uh, but at that same point, sunset strikes. And everyone sees Fiona for what she really is. What? Yeah, she's every- a she's an ogre. No. Everyone's shocked except for Shrek. Yeah, and Farquaad, you could see completely superficial, so that wasn't a surprise. I do love his armor. He's like, I, I'm king. See, I have the crown. I I rule this place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he sees he sees Fiona. He's like, Oh, take them away. We then get like a surprisingly violent ending to this villain. <laughs> yeah. And when he, he just gets eaten by a dragon. <laughs> and we see him get chewed up too. Like it's kind of it's. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, like, yeah, true, true love's kiss breaks down. The, the whole wording of the curse is when true love's kiss, you take love's true form. Yeah, so whatever form, if a human if a human would kiss her, she would remain human. But since Shrek is her true love, obviously she is an ogre now it's, forever. It's going to be the, sh- the form which he, like, which he finds most, like, most beautiful, which... Yeah, and, and that, that, that's the thing. Like, like it, you know, to Shrek, it doesn't matter what she looks like. No, because Shrek was already self-conscious about himself, and that didn't matter because he liked her for her, even though she was like a not the the nicest person inside. But now it's like, you know what I mean? And, and that kind of like levels her out now because she's not so, you know what I mean? Not so superficial now because she looks like an ogre now. You know what I mean? So it's kind of kind of weird balance how they get that. Yeah. Uh, so they get married. We see. 
a thing that most anime movies end with giant dance party, which is probably been the first. <laughs> one. This might have been the first one to do it. I don't know. Uh, one of the first. Uh, yeah, I would say so. And then uh, what? Smash Mouth. I'm a believer. Another oh, Smash Lord. Mouth hit. Yeah. Uh, from the monkeys, obviously. Uh, yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's where the movie ends. Uh, it says it says in the book VN, but as we all know now, no, it wasn't. No, they 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 had three more in the in the bag, and then they had a uh, Puss in Boots spinoff. Yeah, so uh, that was Shrek. So, uh, what? So twenty years later, Russell, how do you think this film holds up? Like we said, I honestly think the animation's crisp and clean. Um, yeah, there are a couple parts where you kind of see that the animation um, is behind the eight ball, so to speak. You can tell some of it doesn't look as natural. You know what I mean? But overall, I think the film itself is a simplistic film. Um, it works. Um, and just think of what spawned from that, kind of what you were saying. Like, you know, this really put, you know, Mike Myers had a huge mid 90s to late 2000s before he put like shit like the love guru out and um you know it was one of those things where you know this film here just like like blew up it was everywhere you know smash mouse all-star was a you know it was already a hit with mystery Men, but that this really blew it up um and it's just a good film it's a solid film you know again kind of what we said it's simplistic it's it's really just like a fairy tale but it takes the fairy tale tropes kind of switches them around and mixes them up a little bit and it has fun with that um, and I, I think that this is, I, I think Shrek two is still my favorite out of the four. Um, I think kind of what you said, the second one, I think they explode, they, the relationship is more of a relationship there. Um, I think the second one's probably the better, better of the four, but this one's obviously second. I would put this one up there in, in the top. Oh, great. I think it holds up. I think this film's still hilarious. I think this film. Yeah, has absolutely. A lot of great writing to it. Uh, I think it has like a lot of like weird, like twistedly dark moments. Like one I forgot to bring up during the actual movie was like during like, you, see, you see the three bears get locked up. Then when they're in the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you see just dad and dad and baby there. And then yeah. like you cut like there's one scene where you cut to Farquaad's castle and you just see like a bear rug with like the mom's yeah, bow on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, another scene that we didn't talk about that I really like is when Geppetto's giving away Pinocchio. Oh, yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. He goes, "Oh, uh, I'm a boy," and then you see, you see that nose growing. I mean, I just think it's funny. I think it's 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 funny to see all the different fairy tales that you see in there. Um, it's it's kind of cool. And another thing, I don't think we really mentioned. Well, we we mentioned, but we didn't. I think that the whole thing that they were going for, like in that scene where you had Farquaad with the choosing the you know the 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 uh, the three princesses or whatever. I think they were trying to spoof that with like the Bachelor. Yes. Because I think the Bachelor was pretty popular. That's right when the Bachelor had just come out. That's when, like reality, and I think reality they, dating yeah. games were like at at their all time high. Uh, that's where you can see the pop culture like references sprinkled in throughout the movies, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, I think it holds up. I didn't. I didn't. Two is better, and honestly, I was really tempted to watch two after this. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of tempted too, just because I, I do like two. It, it, it reminded me how many times I haven't seen the first one. I've seen Shrek two, I think, the most. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, still still solid. Up, still solid. Twenty years later. Yeah, for sure. So that's gonna do it for us here on Toys by Chance. Uh, Russell, wanna get a plug before we head out? Yeah, Facebook, Notorious by Chance is the spot where we put up uh, polls for you guys to vote on. So, yeah, we're also going to try to incorporate uh, Twitter there, too, since we have we can get more of a, a well-rounded poll. I think it'd be kind of fun. So keep an eye open for Chance's Twitter or my Twitter uh, handle. Um, you guys can also find us, Notorious by Chance, on uh, YouTube. We're going to do that uh, soon, I would hope. I would imagine. I'm, I'm sure we have a lot of things to talk about yeah. movie-wise. Old cough, cough. But, uh, yeah. Uh, and you find me on Twitter, Instagram, Chance Wars underscore 91. Check out uh, uh, this Modown where I compete. Collision is next month. Smashed by Captain Morgan, and it is going to be free for everyone to watch. Don't even got to buy tickets. So, uh, yeah, uh, get, get hyped for that. And, uh, oh, something else you can check out. Uh, yesterday I was recording this. My, I did an exhibition match on the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard movies, which was, you know, it was, it was, it was fun. It was, it was interesting. So go check that oh, out, too. Thank I you did to see that. I got to check that out. Thank you to Lionsgate for sponsoring that. And, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us here. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.